these calm little moments before the storm. It reminds me of Beethoven. That's right people, and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Coming up, it's time to get professional with 1994's Leon. And joining myself as usual is Sam, Big Dan, and our serious looking amigo, Francis Lee. Let's talk business. This guy comes to town every Tuesday. Are you free Tuesday? Yeah, I'm free Tuesday. You can't stop what you can't see. This guy came from the outside. He was a pro. He was fast. In the art of the kill, Leon was the master. Somebody's coming up. Somebody's serious. He never missed a hit. He never got caught. You're indestructible. Pull it slide off you. You play with it. And above all else, he never had a reason to care. Until now. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Films with Amigos. It's episode number 24. That's right. If you've been with us since day one, you're most likely a blood relative. <laughs> this week's pick is Francis. Is, and you picked Leon. Why did you pick Leon? Leon. Um, yeah, I've just fond memories of it. Um, I was it, back in the day when Blockbuster was around. Um, I just always remember this film about a hitman, and um, yeah, I just I, I, I walked to the shop. You know, back when we were allowed to do non-essential uh, visits to shops, and yeah, I ended up just picking this one up. And you know, I, I knew. Jean Reno, I can't know what else he'd done. I don't know if it was like on the back of having watched Ronin, which I know came out, I think, after. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I think I was just having a, a Jean Reno phase and I just thought, ah, oh, Leon, that seems like a cool film. Gary Oldman, back on DVD. Um, and I remember watching it um, when I was much younger and just, just loving it. Um, some of the subjects I uh, I don't think I picked up on. Plus, I've just watched, well, if you watch it on um, Prime, the director's cut's got like a load of additional scenes, which um, I don't remember seeing before. Um, but yeah, it's just a favourite. It, it's a, it is a favourite of mine. Nineteen ninety four, I think, off the top of my head. Ninety four, ninety five, yeah. One of the two. I think it's ninety five. Uh, and as I was just telling you, my first time watching this film, despite it obviously being a uh, Considered a classic in popular culture. I assume yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah, I'd seen it once, but could not remember too much of it, to be fair. So, yeah, felt like a, a new watch for me, really. A new old watch. Yeah, I've seen it before. It has been a, a long time since I've seen it. I couldn't say when the last time was. But... I'll always, rem- I'll always remember the end. I can always remember the, the ending acting sequence. Mm. The first thing uh, yeah. I think about... Once you plant up that calathea in that lawn, you're just like, what are you doing planting a calathea <laughs> in the lawn? It'll never thrive. <laughs> anyway. Those it's roots. a classic house plant. It's a classic house plant. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Wild. Wild stuff. <laughs> so, if anybody's not seen this film, it's about house plants. Yeah, it's it's about houseplants, milk, um, and 
the first um, introduction to um, ISA fixed-term saving accounts with restaurant owners. Um, but for those of you who have not seen it, it is, it's about a hitman who reluctantly takes uh, a young girl under his ring, uh, under his wing while um, also training her to be his protege. Did anybody else think under his ring were funny? <laughs> absolutely, would. I would like try so hard not to laugh, and I heard them chuckle, and it absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't hold it back anymore. I mean, it's because we're talking go. about the files. Yeah, it's like Epstein, Peter. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, we could get We've into the old. We've touched on it. It's too late. Well, it, I mean, we're doing it. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, uh, too, too late. I mean, it had to come out at some point. because obviously it's a, it's a, it's a prominent part of the film. The old weird, unhealthy relationship he has with the kid. But yeah, it, it's just. But he spends a little chuckle. That well, did it. It was rather brummer. The cavils back. It's it's very one sided though. I'm just gonna, just gonna throw it out there. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, yes, it is very one-sided, but also it, it does have an unhealthy relationship with 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 her in general. But anyway, please continue to give people the uh, the synopsis. Uh, so yeah, as, as I was saying, <laughs> so Matilda, she is the young girl in the story. Her family's been murdered by a corrupt um corrupt cops and yeah it's leon that takes <laughs> takes up the responsibility of looking after her but she um, she sees what his job is which is a professional hitman and she wants to also be a cleaner as they refer to as in the film yeah and that is the summary of this film it's also really old, but still love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I just want to ask before we get into any details about the film, what accent was Gary Oldman going for in the early scenes com- compared to the later scenes? It differs, it, doesn't it? It, it, it? it differs a lot. Yeah. I, don't know. I think he kind of puts on a voice, doesn't he? I think it's supposed to be on purpose. How do you mean, yeah, like, between two, what he's doing or who's around? Yeah, I think sometimes he's, like, he's purposely changing his voice when he says some lines. As, as in, it's like his character using kind of different accents. Mm. No, not because he's, like, bad acting, so to speak. Yeah, and thinking, like, oh, I started the film, you know, yeah. and the character would be like this, and then by the end of it, you know, long shooting schedule or whatnot, different projects, and then coming back onto it and being like, Ah, it's changed. Dialects changed. No, I just, I just think his his character in general is just using different voices. Mm. I think it ties in with his love of classical music. Yes, and all the different uh, nationalities of the the uh, composers. He keeps saying, mm. keeps. Uh... I feel that's more what? noticeable at the beginning of the film, but less so later on. But then, I guess it's because he kind of drops back, and then the yeah. focus is on the relationship between Leon and Matilda. Wait, but exactly. You get that at the beginning. On that thing you just said, though, Ben, his accents don't aren't European. He doesn't do like a he does German an accent. accent at one point. He, he does an Austrian, Austrian at some point. Oh yeah, but a, I think he does an English accent po- at one point. His, 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 his bizarre American accent that he's doing, he's like, 
set in New York, kind of, I think. Yes, yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't mean he's from New York, does it? it no, but his accent's character. very. His, his accent's very nondescript. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. It's just odd. It's just an odd accent. Can't really say. I thought about it that way. How good you were is too on? busy. <laughs> you were too busy trying to ring police. <laughs> Get this girl out of there. <laughs> Eleven-year-old, like time of filming, crazy. Like Natalie Portman's first role. Like mad. Yeah, yeah. Her performance is 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 is, is child actors go not bad. Yeah, I mean, usually it's like super awkward, stilted. Um, yeah, there's some genuine, like some genuinely really, really like good scenes. Then there's some that I just skip past, and then yeah, rest were good. <laughs> the middle middle sections are odd. I I mean, to to talk about like kind of maybe the the first quarter of the intro of the film, um, I I do think it is slow to to get going. Ah, oh, but the the build two up. minutes in, and I felt like I felt like nothing had happened, and I was just getting very frustrated. What with the what long shot the, of the the opening scene, the park, and then I mean the, the, reflection, open, the, the shot the in opening, the restaurant the, and stuff. The opening scene, um, where, where the uh, where the drug dealer drug dealer guy is going to get going to get whacked, and he he has some good. There is some good bits in there. Some funny moments, like um. His henchman rings up and he says, hey, somebody's here. And he's like, who's there? And he's like, somebody's serious. And then he says, tell him I'm coming up. And he's like, he's coming up and he gets shot. And then he runs into the room and he goes, somebody's coming up. Somebody's serious. <laughs> I thought that, you know, I thought that was funny. I thought the film would be a that... lot more like that throughout, but I think it... Oh, but it's 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 just like speckled throughout, isn't it? So each time there's a henchman or a group of henchmen, it, that always happens. So you've got the first scene where he's reciting the lines and repeating what the other guy said just for that... Just it's like just the tiniest bit of um, like comedic effect, but then it happens again in the corridor with that guy um, who's on like watch in the corridor, and there's just a, that tiny little bit of banter, even amongst all the like the carnage and stuff that's happening. And then it happens again right at the end with the SWAT team, where the guy's like instructing one of his other comrades to be like, "Oh, you look around the corner because you can tell they're all proper nervous." <laughs> I I like that. I thought I thought that it is it's not. Comedy level of of like humor, but um, it's just enough to be like, oh, um, kind of like balance out the fact that like it, it's serious, also a bit weird, and then you just got these little elements. I think it's I like know. a little bit of a human touch to the to some of those characters as well, isn't it? Yeah, so... I made a note after that first bit because um, I feel like a lot of them are obviously just cannon fodder and, and get like blasted and stuff. But when you're introduced to the so that's that's in the prologue. Um, but once you like got into the corridor and, and you know Leon is already established as a professional hitman, um, which we'll come back to. Um, Natalie Portman's character gets an awesome little intro with like the cigarette um, and the the drama and all the stuff that's happening in, in her life. But then it's it's the henchman. You only see him like a few times, um, and the ones that kind of survive throughout the story. It reminded me of Die Hard. I don't remember the names of these characters, but I just in terms of like the motives and how they kind of react and act around Gary Oldman. I thought they were just all very identifiable. Yeah, you kind of I like can only remember that guy with dreadlocks. Who, who is the besides dreadlocks guy? Uh, the guy that looks like... Um, in fact, I'm not even going to 
It's like his right hand man, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. In he, the, the black leather coat. Yeah, he's all the talking. Yeah, he's the funny man, the one that's hiding under the table, and he's like, "Calm down, calm down, we're coming out." <laughs> but yeah, can't remember, can't remember names. Even though I've only just watched it recently, but but yeah, I think all the characters, like the main cast, uh, cast of characters, though, are, uh, are all good. Make no people that uh, Fran and uh, Ben went on the on the whole. Every henchman's very identifiable. I named one, one henchman. Oh, I, I, I only know Leon and Matilda. I'm like completely like shocking with names. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the opening sequence because I love how it's from the the viewpoint of basically the victims. Yes, and it basically like sets up Leon, Leon's character as the professional. Like you know his skill set from that point. It's just like the the perfect setup for his character. So I think everything that happens in that prologue then is like used again later in the film. So everything from like the you know the wire from like a the the roof or ceiling, um, you know, taking out people behind the door. It's just like there's all you know behind that shutter and stuff, and it's just all happening off screen. Yeah, I think this. Uh, I think the prologue is a great setup for the film, but yeah, I can kind of see where it might be a bit slow. And I guess without having watched it previously and knowing what's coming, you might be like, "What is going off here? Like, where's this leading?" Do you know what kind of scenes have been added to this director's cut, Brian? Yeah, so from what I remember, um, from it's in my second page of notes, there's so scene with the Matilda on her first job. I thought was one additional scene. Um, I had seen that, having watched it after I owned like the DVD because I don't know where that's gone. Um, but then there's a load of hits after that. I think she goes on like three or four missions, ending with the grenade. So all that segment of the film, where it's trying to build the fact that she is cleaning with Leon, but Leon's becoming a bit more sloppy and things aren't going. It's not as professional as what he's been doing previously. Um, that's all new to me. And then after surely that, the, think... the grenade bit can't be new. That, that no, surely... I'm going to say yeah, because that's, that's, that's setting up the uh... yeah, setting up the ending, setting up the whole ending. No, I don't. I don't remember any of the scenes where they're putting the chewing gum on the on the viewing lens. So, oh no, again... that's that's definitely all in the original. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think just because you don't remember, it, it's uh, not quite a factual. Oh no, so that that yeah, just from from what I remember personally, I just don't remember any of those scenes. Um, yeah. it, it, some of them might have been, but. There's a lot in there that's new, and I also don't remember the running time being like two hours and twelve. I think it's about twenty-five minutes extra. Yeah, so there's yeah. all the rest of it I pretty much remember. But then it was the um, when it, and it like clicked back. It was when she was outside, and the boys approach her, and they're like, "Oh, you have to pay rent," and then she hands them like some money and says, "I'll oh, go and play somewhere else." That for me was when it like rejoined the original like cut that I'd watched. But yeah, twenty-five minutes extra. So. You really did not need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the beginning, I thought, yeah, it's all like the hits are like calm, calculated, and yeah, it just it sets up him as the as the professional. Um ending um with the knife. Which I thought again was a nice little touch because he references that later in the film. And saying that you know, the closer you get to your target, um, kind of dictates like how professional you become. 
So you start with the rifle, sniper rifle, and then end with the, the closest tool, which is the knife. Yeah, I just feel like it kind of just used up all the cool stuff um, a bit early on, because besides that scene and then the very final scene, you don't see a lot of Leon hits besides the, the standard chewing gum method you get in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's more filled with all the other weird stuff about his relationship with Matilda, um, which when he's training oh, Matilda's quite good, but then there's other weird bits. Yeah, so yeah, bonding scenes. Yeah, but then I think I think the late uh, acting sequences work so well is because you care about the characters so much, and you understand their emotional bond. Yeah, which I, I think is which I think is what elevates a good action film to an amazing action film. I didn't yeah, literally did not just... care at all, and when I got to end, I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> not even cool. from like just from the even the like the score and the musical like cues and all that kind of building up the the drama and tension, like that that bit where she's coming back from the shop and it's just a scene of her with the grocery and she's like, oh, you know, she's kind of like, oh, she's got you know, she's she's talking to the neighbor now and she's like, you know, she's gonna go back home and she's got like a purpose. Um, no, and then what... when she straight away notices like the glass smash and she knows that something's wrong, but that music's just building and building. And then the fact that she's like outside his front door and you're just like, oh shit, like you want it to open it, but you know that he's also like weird and reclusive and like, how is it going to, how's that going to pan out? It's just, there's just certain things in this film that are weird, which I appreciate is probably why people love it so much if you saw it when it was first out or in those early years, and the quirkiness that makes it so unique. But they just kept taking me completely out of being, like, engrossed or emotionally involved with the film. Like, when Leon first has that pig oven mitt. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was weird. That is weird. There's certain things just like that, and I just kept thinking, why were they doing this? Why did they do that? Like, is it supposed Mm -hmm. to be a complete comedy? Is it supposed to be serious? Also, some very just over-the-top outlandish things like Gary Oldman calls in 500 million police officers at end, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, it's just become so unrealistic that you're just like, well, what's going on here? What is, how would those cops be motivated to just go and storm that room? What have they even been told? But anyway, we digress because we're going all the way to end the film. <laughs> Let's cut back to the beginning. Um... Who wants to who wants to take us away? What what let's talk about the milk. So there is a, 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 a you know an apparent fondness for just drinking milk. It's not I think they have shots and stuff in the restaurant, but Leon is just fascinated and fixated on just a glass of milk. That's like that's his love. Is this all because Leon's not supposed to be almost um emotionally fully developed because he's almost he's a, he's an adult who besides being a complete pro hitman does act like a child doesn't he yeah is it, um, he's saying that the milk is like a link to being attracted like the childlike tendencies and yeah yeah the childlike tendencies you know he's not he's never seen but looks like he's not seen his education through as a kid or whatever and he's hmm. oh yeah he, the obviously reading and Tony's writing. like his yeah reading and writing the milk Tony holds his money and he's he's obviously not wise enough to know why that's wrong, so Yeah. 
yeah, there's a lot of advantage has been taken. Yeah, I mean that that's why I took the milk. I, I think he he obviously has got the mind of a child in large respects. Um, despite being a grown up, and that's that's kind of later contrast to Matilda, who's a child with the mind of a grown up. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few key things there, there with the smoking. There's one particular thing or one particular scene a little bit later on where um, Leon comes in and to begin the film, she wants to switch from fitness to cartoons. But when he's, he like comes into the house or the um, rented, I think they're renting a hotel at that point, um, she switches from cartoons to the news to appear older. I don't know if yeah. anybody else saw it, but and I think the whole smirking thing, but then when he like kind of argues with her and said, oh, you know, I want you to stop smoking. And she's just, all the responses are just, okay. Okay. Like she's just going to take everything that he says. But yeah. So the, the milk is, he's, he's basically a child who can do professional hits. <laughs> <laughs> and what about his, um, his workout routine? There is, um, his sit-up's legit on like a, a soft mattress. That doesn't seem the, the way to go. Yeah, it, it, the whole using like a luggage strap, like an industrial size like luggage strap to strap himself to his mattress and do sit-ups is very, very odd. Mm. But then it also, it, it does all the core work because he loves to hang upside down. And Needs when you're that. hanging upside down, you, you need that core strength to pull yourself back up, don't you? So it pays off in the end. Although... A one bit is hanging the other way, which would mean that he'd need hamstring strength to reverse curl, not using his abs. So I would argue <laughs> his training was wasted at that bit. Yeah, his training was completely wasted <laughs> at that point. He would need to strap himself the other way around. But anyway, yeah, he, does, he loves a he loves a good sit up. Matilda loves a good um, classic eighties nineties uh, aerobic <laughs> workout TV workout. And she also loves Transformers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the whole scene with her family, when you see her sister working out and the dad and everything, and the, the dad having sex with the mum, and it, that whole that whole thing's weird, and then it just gets completely blown up into extreme weirdness when Gary Oldman turns up, takes his pill, which is a great. That is a good scene when he's when he does the weird thing where he, mm. he twists his neck. Um. And then, yeah, he just goes, goes loco with that shotgun. Butchering yeah. yeah. I mean, I never it, saw I, a brother get case. shot. Uh, sorry. Sorry, bro. No, I was just going to say, I, I know bro, she says about a brother getting killed, but um, do you actually see the brother get shot? No, he's only running. Blind, and then he gets shot through the wall, doesn't he? Kind of like implies he gets shot yeah, through the wall when that, Dreadlock mm, Henchman uh, panics and sprays off. Yeah, just bullets. Yeah, because that's what I think. I thought you don't actually see his body, though, do you? No, she goes back to apartment later on, and then you see. Yeah, there's the outline. And you you hear them talking about it as well. Like you hear them saying, "Like I can't believe you shot a kid when she walks past the apartment." Because the the rest of the film, so the motto is like "No women and children" from Leon's side, and I wondered, ah, oh, maybe it's like they're just kind of like blanking, not sure. But I think showing a, a child being shot is that's like going too far. I think a woman in a bath. And the the door and stuff is like enough, but yeah, the, the kid, the kid's death is like just implied, isn't it? And then it's not until you see that chalk yeah. outline. But I say you don't necessarily need to see it to get no. the, the shock value. You know, 
that whole you kind of know it's happened. Yeah, that whole walking around the building or the apartment, killing them all, um, and then eventually getting to the the father and you know telling him basically his, his time's up and going into the weird Mozart bit and um. But then his like last ditch attempt to try and get out and stuff, it's like, ah, oh, he's just kind of completely given up on his family. He's, he doesn't even seem phased by them being killed. It's like, what? What is this trying to say? It's like, how bad is the script? I mean, uh, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think you can it's about say he's in shock. And you already know he's probably pretty self centered. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he beats his daughter for one, doesn't he? Matilda's all, yeah. all slapped up. Yeah. But what I was going to say is just going back to the whole the whole scene where it sets up their family. I think I think it does a great job of making it seem super chaotic. Oh, yeah. And like how it's like horrific for her to live there. Yeah. yeah. And it's done fairly quickly as well. Like it doesn't need yeah. to span it over six months of her life. You quickly can establish what it's like just from those those elements in that flat. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the menace of uh, Gary Oldman's character arriving and then how he just grabs the shotgun and walks in like impulsively because it's completely unpredictable and mm. psychopathic. I love the yeah, whole right. oh sorry. Dan. Yeah, just to say how he's that bit where he comes up to to warn him initially and his his right hand banister. He like really doesn't want to have to tell Gary Oldman that he's he's not <laughs> he's not got the stuff. So he, he doesn't want to doesn't want to anger him. So he has to like whisper in his ear. Press on. I mean, just in the first few minutes, just that setup, you know, you know what's coming. But I guess for for me, it's different. I guess to watching it than you, Sam, because I already know Gary Oldman and his performance in this. So it's like, even though I've not watched it in years, but I've got like fond memories of it. Yeah, imagine first time it'd be like, what? What is all this overacting? <laughs> but. That, I, don't that... think, I don't think there's anything wrong with Gary Oldman's performance or his character in the film. But I think, you know, if you're taking away the, the, the obviously the opening scene with him, yeah, um, a couple of shots for him in DA, DA headquarters, um, and when he goes to visit Tony and then the end scene, he's not in a lot of the film for a two-hour and 12-minute film. No. It's yeah. mainly Leon and Matilda, isn't it? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. There, the right. I didn't like so much. So, but just just on so that to like kind of close up the beginning, the the reference to the time. So I'm going to be here at noon, and then that lingering shot of where Leon exits, and it goes up to his like wall clock, and it's just like a couple of minutes too. I was reading about how it's exactly two minutes on the dot for when Oldman arrives and approaches like and confronts the guy in the corner. He says, oh, it's one minute past, and all that is real time. Like the way that it's edited and all yeah. like spliced together. I didn't know that until reading after it, but I just thought, oh. Again, I think with the music and the way that that is shot, I just think it's an awesome intro. Then there's the weird bits <laughs> that follow. <laughs> Turn into it's, the it's next also page. Just like, from like a character motivation thing, though, why, you know... They have that whole thing where they're intimidating him, saying, "Where's, where's, uh, where the drugs gone? We're coming back at noon. Why would he just be there? Why would the dad not have left or done something?" It's not explained, is it? Because everyone's in. No, it's almost it's like a, any sense. it's almost like a regular working day. So the wife is, but then the wife is supposed to be leaving for work. Unless I've got the. Yeah, that, that, that um, could be a time jump. You don't know. 
you don't know if it necessarily just carries on from the end of that. Mm. Because she's obviously like dressed uh, she's obviously about to go to work and have sex at one point and she's in the bath the next. So Yeah. It's a oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's it's, a time the jump next. there. Yeah. I think it's like later in the that's probably morning and then it's of course noon. Yeah, kinda I've kinda lost on that one. Um but yeah. I thought that was I just think that's a, a great great part of the uh, part of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that that's another bit I'll always remember. Just Gary Oldman doing the kind of like he's almost like he's hearing the uh, the music in his head, isn't he? And doing a bit of a conductor mm. kind of thing with the shotgun. Especially when he walks back to kick in the bathroom door. Yes. And everything's to a tune. Yeah. Like he's got his headphones. But you, you back can't on. you can't hear it. Yeah. You you stolen his Yeah, I think that's really well done. Similar to, um, I think, like the the use of like the sound and stuff in Hustlers. It just a random uh, side note, but the bit where he's at the um, fireplace and he's confronting the main guy, the the dad, and he's doing the you know the piano, reciting and and referencing Mozart and stuff, and then he, he clicks his fingers and all the music and sound stops. So all all that foreboding, like tragic music that's been building, like he's the conductor of it. Like just the way that he, and I think there's another part in the film I can't quite remember, but the one that stands out is right at the beginning, where, like you've just said there, Ben, it, it's almost like yeah, everything's playing in his head, and then there's an audience. He clicks his fingers, it stops, and then it's like, oh shit, now it's going to get real. Like it's obviously going to blow this guy away. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it adds to the adds to just the menace and unpredictability of his character. Yeah. And now he's the author of all this like violence that's going on. So, so that's like the first three minutes of the film. <laughs> <laughs> we're about we're roughly seven minutes in, so we've only you know only got like another two hours and three to go. Oh no, sorry, that's um uh, that's twenty two minutes in when he turns <laughs> up to to kill the family. So it's it's uh, twenty two twenty two minutes in. It's a good yeah, thing. Another thing that's weird about that scene, not to just linger on it, but as well, he's like, it turns up with like 10 guys to like kill a family. Mm. I think those are just his rodeo. Like, yeah, he does go heavy everywhere he goes. Yeah, I think those are just like his his usual henchmen. And, you know, if it was just going to be a regular arrest, I think they'd all be there. They're all just as corrupt. And I was going to say, it doesn't feel like that is what the role of the drug enforcement agency is to just blow people away <laughs> cause massacres in <laughs> residential apartments <laughs> no it, it, it is probably the most if you're going to pick holes in the film it is probably like how have internal affairs not caught him yet yeah because yeah that's <laughs> uh, uh, initially the, I didn't put it on that he was that they were like supposedly <laughs> the police yeah, yeah. well you don't, yeah. You don't really know until later on do you you kind of it gets the, you get the little hint at the end of that scene where you hear yeah. the sirens and he's like, tell them we were doing our job. Yes, and I asked that guy to stay, uh, guy to stay behind because you were like, well, why is he staying behind? And I thought, oh, they're going to they're gonna off this guy and then make it all look like he just randomly bust in as like a drug addict and was trying to get it all and they'd, they'd frame it. But then when they walk off and you're like, ah, oh, he's wearing a suit and it's trying to imply that he's some sort of captain or has some, you know, managerial position. Um, but yeah. And then it's not fully established until later on. Yeah, but then then there's a, of course, a scene where he he goes back to the apartment to be interrogated by Internal Affairs. Yeah, and like 
and like how he explains that situation is like amazing. <laughs> but he does have one of his best lines, like I'm sick of this Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that that's the only that's one of the few nitpicks I'd have. Yep. That and the three hundred men at the end, but get to I that. Know. I mean I mean DA, is that are you a federal agency? So I suppose you do have like it depends if we're in. You can tap into Europe or resources. New York. You can tap into grenade launchers. And... <laughs> well, they're not in Mil- Europe, Fran, because DEA doesn't operate in Europe. It doesn't, but the way that the film is shot, it's split yeah, between like, the two. It's, yeah, it's shot like. Looks like Yeah, we're meant to be set in New York, but then the whole interior exterior stuff but i like that i like the way that it's kind of like spliced like that and just gives it that unique look so following on from that then you get that's now we're only just getting to the the piggy scene <laughs> which we touched on earlier <laughs> yeah natalie Porton manages to walk past her own flat to try to get to leon to to open the door yeah so. That yeah, and I think properly begin. Yeah, this, this whole kickoff to the relationship is weird in a few ways. Obviously, the piggy thing, but also as well. Um, I think uh, I think her character comes across very strange in this opening scene where she's like, not, you know, she's slagging off a mum and dad and her sister who are all dead, but then fl- tries to say that she's only upset about her brother and everything. She just comes across. Far more grown up than than rage, but obviously that's a key part of the character later on. But just in that mm. opening scene, it kind of just caught me off guard a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's established, isn't it, in that chaotic scene that br- the brother is the only like good thing that she's got because like the second that he appears and they're like the hugging and it's like ah, oh, that's she's her. having to raise him essentially. Yeah, which is yeah probably why she seems so grown up because. She's having to do the mothering for the four-year-old. Yeah, and it's already established that, like, obviously she's she likes the neighbour. Like, ah, oh, you know, they could be a good like friend and, and support for her. Um, but then it does kind of quickly switch to her finding the guns. So they sat at the desk. He disappears again, and then she opens like the hatch on it, and it just reveals what his job is. Um, yeah. Which I think is awesome. And he's like, you know, he's just explaining it. And then um, the next note that I'd got was about her putting the gun. So he, he says, ah, oh, basically, you don't want her like around because he's used to being alone. He works alone. There's no like teaming up doing the, the jobs and stuff. Um, so he hands her the gun and just says, oh, here's a, here's a gift. You just get out and never see you again. And she's like, oh. she's had to leave that home. So she's like, oh, she's not going anywhere. So she's going to take the take the gun. And I think, is it this one where she loads the gun and then she's just firing random shots outside so they've got to leave? Yeah, so she, she just fires it out the window. <laughs> just to show that she can, she could one, load it, and two, just fire at will. But I find that was really weird because you can hear all like glass smashing and stuff. And it's like, what if she just hit like an innocent person? No women and children. What if, what if one got hit just by a stray bullet? <laughs> then Leon really would have to kill her. <laughs> she was on the bed. So yeah, after that scene, then that's when they they're on the road, and that's where you well, you, it's already established as well about the drinking milk, but also 
his fond love for the plant. Yeah. Yeah. What type of plant is it, sir? It's a calathea. Okay. Yes, very exciting. How <laughs> is his plant care? Should he be tending to the leaves individually like that? And who knows? Who knows why he's washing? Them, why? Why he's washing those <laughs> leaves? I mean, people do wash, you know, when they've got large foliage house plants. But yeah, his little routine of putting it in the window to get the sun and everything. There's nothing wrong with all that. That's all fine. There's nothing wrong with the opening training scene where he takes her up to the roof. I really like that bit with the sniper rifle. Yeah. He explains the sniper glint. Yeah. You get this whole thing like, you think she's going to literally just shoot somebody in Central Park. And then, yeah. surprise, surprise, it's got a paintball in it. You know, I think that's that bit's really good. And I was hoping at this point, I was like, yeah, the, I, if this is going to set the turn for the film, um, you're sold. You're in. I'm sold. I'm in. You but know. Then, but then it becomes dressing in, up as uh, yes. Madonna and Marilyn Monroe. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the strange impression game begin, and you're just like, "What is happening?" So your problem is just the emotion and the kind of uh, awkward relationship between Matilda and Leon. No, I mean, there's there's several problems. But those whole scenes, yeah, it's just, yeah, just, yeah. just couldn't, See, just I think some of them are awkward, but I think I think it's like understandable. No, no, I'm not bothered that like... they're awkward. I'm, I'm, I'm bothered that it's boring. <laughs> it was like super boring. Like I don't care. Like I, d- I didn't care at that point. And this is all the bit where you're supposed to see their relationship develop, and you're supposed to see the bond form of things. It... But it's just so weird. It's just so weird. You, I wonder if one of these problems is because is because we actually watched the oh you've watched the director's cut for the first time and it just been a bit too long. I think that might be part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I've because having seen this film before, I already like obviously knowing the plot and knowing that I already like the characters. Yeah, I think um, is the dress up scene not in the original cut. No, the the dress up scene is the only one that I remember from the original cut. I don't remember the extra bits. I just knew, like when I watched it, young when I was younger, I just enjoyed. I just enjoyed it for what it was. And then it weren't until later on when I read back about it and I was like, ah, oh, this whole, you know, weird relationship between an underage girl and an adult. And it was like, oh shit, I never saw those. Like I never saw that when I watched it. And the undertones and the weirdness and how it was kind of like put on screen, that whole subject matter and stuff. Um, but I always knew it kind of stemmed from the dress-up scene. That's when it gets really weird. So, so I skipped it. <laughs> so I just skipped it. I was like, I don't like this scene anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go straight past that one. <laughs> you're selling it. You're selling it. You're, you're supposed to like it. Oh, I love the film. It's just, yeah, just I just thought, oh, you know, in the interest of time, I can just skip this because it, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't mean anything. No, it is odd. It is odd. But I mean, then it get then it get then it has some redeeming qualities again. Um, you know, Leon goes to see Tony, and you get that. You get to see a bit a bit more of uh, Leon's character development when you find out that mm. Tony's holding his money and really is, although he is this powerful hitman who's you know. Um, far more dangerous probably than Turner 
he's been manipulated because of this um his aspect, lack of education of his personality isn't it? yeah that yeah. he is underdeveloped and he's still like a child just prior to this then it was that um one of the reasons that Natalie Portman or Matilda stays is because she can read and write and help him that way and then in return be trained to be a cleaner um and it's at this point where he's kind of like saying to Turner like yeah you hold the money but um you know if this were to happen or what about this and I'm thinking about doing this and that, that you, so you've you've even mentioned it about the whole character development and I think that's another good thing about the film from how Leon is at the beginning to the end and you, like you genuinely see that develop yeah well he, he comes to he teaches him to basically like enjoy life yeah that's before his entire his entire existence is these flats that he keeps moving to yeah because these four walls and the and the house plan that he puts on the window is that one it's, routine it's routines it's all meticulous it's just he doesn't plain. sleep in a bed no just, sits uh, in a corner one eye open yeah. and I think I think that's probably the main point of the the scene where they dress up it's just about playing the game oh yeah I just think the way that it was done back in 95 when you look back on it like it, it I don't think a film like this would ever be made nowadays it'd have all the hitman aspects like the hits yeah no I, but I think wouldn't... I think you'd struggle in this kind of culture yeah for it not to be trending on Twitter let's say <laughs> yeah there are aspects of the film that could continue, so the or or, or would be redone. If, for instance, if it was be re, um, remade, did a lot of that development between Portman and and Renault would be like just completely gotten rid of, or it'll have been switched to just a quite a generic. She wants a father, he wants a daughter, and there's no yeah. there's no I love you. It's you know I want to be loved as if I've got a parent because I've lost mine, and. Yeah, he's I mean, not got a daughter. Thing, you know, the whole, yeah, because she I think, is very much in love with him. Yeah, yeah. The well, I, I think it's understandable because I don't think he's really in love with him. I just think it's supposed to be he's the first person that's ever shown her any kind of kindness. Oh, that's that's absolutely. And I think I think that's yeah. why she's falling in. Why she thinks she's falling in love with him? Yes. And Jean Renaud, you know, not taking yeah. like advantage and going down that weird route, he blank, you know, just straight up like, no, it's not this, no, 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 and just kind of denies it. And it's only at the end where he says he loves her, but as a daughter, and you can see that, he's just protecting her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It really would have ruined the film if he turned out to be a paedophile. That would have, <laughs> that re- I mean, it, it would have really been hard to watch then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's, that's, that, that's just the impression that we get or, or you would get, and we would get if it was our first time watching it. But as we've seen it before, I think Dan. No, I'd, I'd, just to be clear, just to be clear, that I mean, we're only, only, only joking. The relationship obviously is uncomfortable, but it's designed to be uncomfortable. Yes. With her, with her obviously wanting to kiss him and all that, um, it is, it is very odd to have. And I agree with you. I'm not sure they'd go down this route anymore. Whether, whether they'd get backlash or not, I just whether they'd go down the route of having a. A film about where um, young girls declaring a love for a, for a, um, an adult man. Yeah, I none just of, don't think they, no, they would. None of that ruins the film. Like I say, I do, and I and I don't want to sound like I hate this film. I'm just saying I couldn't get emotionally invested in stuff because there's these very odd moments throughout the film that just take me out of it. 
um, the piggy one. Um, but then, like I said, the, the redeeming things, because I really like when they do go on the old chewing gum, chain-cutting killing spree, and you get to see this there. You, I think that's when you see Leon is a professional, and you get to see the whole, how he has his techniques and his method, because I never thought of that. I thought, oh, bolt cutters, like, on that chain. <laughs> like, you know, it seems it seems so simple, but, you know, I like it. Nice little yeah, touch. But... Yeah, the other paintball scene as well once there. Yes. Guys See, I thought that yeah. one where she brought her own little bag, <laughs> which I thought was cute. <laughs> and she's like, she's got her own gun ready and it's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> and she's finally going to do this hit, but it was the whole, no, just shimmy to the left. Okay, now you're in a good position. And he's like, right, you need to take that first initial shot to take him out and then the finisher. And when it's the paintball, you're just like, of course it's a paintball. Like he's not going to let her kill anybody at 12 year old and have that on her conscience because she'd never be able to sleep. But the yeah. fact that she's there, watches him, well, she kind of turns around and she doesn't actually see the execution. He just shoots him like it's just nothing. And then she turns around and the only time where he's like, he, he kind of thinks, oh shit, she is ready for this is when she decides no women and children, but also these drugs, you know, let's get, we've got to get rid of that evidence as well. And he's like, oh shit, she is like cleaning up properly. It's not just a dead body that's left over. It's like, she's considering the bigger picture as someone who's like far more educated and, and like on it if that makes sense. Well, the whole bit where she destroys um, destroys the drugs is supposed to be the, fir- the first part of his, his development, isn't it? That actually, um, you know, there is a bigger picture. Other people mm. are getting hurt and it's and just being the hitman and being removed from the wider part of the criminal organisation is not obviously going to be good enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, that, that whole bit's good. I think the grenade kill is a bit confusing to why he's not being caught or arrested because setting <laughs> up a grenade in an apartment block does seem quite excessive. Even the gunfire, though, him blasting through the door um, because he thinks he's, you know, he knows that someone's there to, to take a hit. It's like there's never any repercussion. The only time that we see that is when Gary Oldman, who is also in the police, like you hear the sirens that apart from the end, there's there's almost no consequences for going out and just doing hits, and I feel like that's kind of like completely yeah kind of you know swept under the rug and especially yeah like you said a, a grenade that 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 would be a massive red flag. You wouldn't just have one old lady come out and then you know be like oh shit <laughs> you know glass next to be smashed. It'd be the whole neighborhood like what was that? The whole building rocked. <clears throat> but it's still good though. Like, I think I think it's a good finish to that montage. Yeah, another part that follows follows the old grenade scene that that, that I didn't wasn't quite sure what was happening is when Leon he like goes away for a while, um, and then like Matilda's like waiting for him, and she oh, just cleaning plants and, and go, stuff. Yeah, mm. and she just decides to go rogue. Which like where did where's Leon gone? He's not done a job in a while, has this? I wonder. Well, it explains later on. He's, he's gone to actually kill one of the people responsible. For the, the oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he goes and uh, kills somebody in a Chinese restaurant, doesn't he? He goes kills the right hand man, but yeah, you kind of don't get that until after Gary Oldman confronts her in the confronts Matilda in the bathroom. But Matilda thinks he's kind of just left and being. Um, oh yeah, because. Dreadlock guys come in. 
Yeah, so, she no. thinks she thinks he's just left and neglecting her, but in fact, it's the opposite. He's because he's you know formed that emotional bond with her. He's actually gone out to kill one of the one of the guys that wronged her. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was it. Uh, this follows the weird um, champagne scene, doesn't it? Where they where they're in the restaurant. Ah, so yeah. is, is that a director's cut scene? I do not remember that scene whatsoever. The whole like extended laughing. If that is just, I thought the the dress up was weird, but yeah, this is. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I skipped through this. If I'm honest, I, I, uh, it was a. Uh, I was just not on board. Yeah, <laughs> this one was a yeah a little bit. It felt a bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And then what follows that then is Leon going off. But then also Matilda thinking like, I'm not sitting around here, fuck this. I'm going to go on my own little mission. Yeah, and she, to be fair, she does a decent job of getting into the building. She, she takes some food, doesn't she? Yeah. Acting as a little delivery person. And, uh, and then this sets up the it. old man's habit of hiding behind doors. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, it's classic. Is this why this why you first realise as a cop as well? Pretty much, I think. Is this like is literally going in the 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 EA Well, probably a bit before um, this because they go to they've had like that that interview bit when they go back to the apartment. Yeah, he's questioned, isn't he? Oh, right. So we've um, had the internal affairs. Yeah. Still, the kids basketball and drive off with the the siren back to the office, which is she follows him, doesn't she? In the taxi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's when she relays that to Leon, but he's like, "No, that's too big a job." Then she tries to pay him because he's like, "No, you don't take a job without the money." Um, even though that would go to Tony, so it'd be a lot of money for him to handle. But um, yeah, so when he doesn't take it, then she decides to take it upon herself. Mm-hmm. And then, so you've got Gary Oldman hiding behind the door, and then he's already cotton on to like arrive in the build into the building. And, Knowing what she's what she's trying to do, but then it's dreadlock guy, then that kind of like throws him off a little bit, stops him from doing what he planned to do, which would probably just kill her. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'll take her up to the office," and then then Gary Oldman disappears. Yeah, because they found out his right hand man were killed in um, in the Chinese ah, yeah. restaurant, didn't they? So obviously, yeah. he goes to see. Um, I think he goes to see Tony, doesn't he? Yes, it's his birthday, isn't it? That's the scene. Yeah. So they, he goes over yeah. for that chat. And in the meantime, Leon's yeah, Leon making up. his way over. Yeah. Yeah. And then this this reminds me of the Matrix. But the Matrix came after this, weren't that? 98? 2000. 2000. Yeah, Where he's, he's walking into the lobby yeah. and... Takes out the guard. Yeah. Just there. It's only like a second or two, but I was just like that. That whole shot of him walking through, taking the guard, I was just like, ah, oh, just getting lobby Matrix scene vibes <laughs> um, yeah and then he yeah. goes up and just takes out those two guys like they were again like nothing Yeah, I know you've talked about the music before friend, but there's a really good musical cue here where it's it's really tense music and then he, he bursts in the office and shoots the two guys and then the music just changes switches up doesn't it yeah just to show like that he's doing that for her and this it's like yeah. become emotional then rather than um, that other it reminds me so the score of this reminds me of that that one used in Goldeneye not the main theme by yeah. Tina Turner the but that yeah I don't know what it is but there's that very 
it's not some electronic type noise, but I don't quite know what it's meant to be. But yeah, yeah, it's some kind dull. of nineties, some kind of nineties instrument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also like a drum. There's like a, a drum, but it's not. I can't. I can't describe. It. I don't know, it's Sam, synth. if you've got a better. Um, like a well, symbol yeah. type synth type thing, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. But I love, it is. absolutely love that sound, and then it's it just feels very reminiscent of of Goldeneye. Those two films, they, like, they just seem very alike in terms of the, the scoring. Probably the same person, if we had a look. Yeah. Probably is. Well, yeah, very quick. close in date, aren't they? Goldeneye must be about a couple of 19... years later. Yeah. 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 And I think after this follows the, I think we get into the last awkward, uncomfortable scene, which is the first time chat. I've underlined this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because I wondered what it were, because all I've brought is massively creepy scene. I didn't make so I, I can't... I, I didn't... I look into my notes and I was that like, what scene, what, what scene was that? Is that I, all I you've the, written down off this whole film? <laughs> I, see, I don't remember this in the version that I've watched previously, but I feel like it's relevant. there's a part of that that's relevant in that it's the first time him getting into bed, but it didn't need the line share a bed together like this there's every 90 percent of that could have just been cut and it should have just focused on leon accepting now that he's no longer having to sit in a corner and one eye open and stuff and be all weird and awkward just sleep in a bed yeah they didn't need her it, it just it was just weird like just the whole having that chat first time and her friends they didn't love the person it's like no where is that going <laughs> it's just weird <laughs> And it's it's just yeah, just move on, man. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. Then it was it's going to the... be hard. It's going to be hard to listen to you tell us that it's a nine out of ten at end, and also reflect <laughs> on you talking about how this scene where where it's creepy is in the same. Oh, film. but but there's just so many other good bits. So moving on, then it's the Tony's birthday meal note that I've got. So that actually happens after, um, and then Matilda's grabbed. Now this yeah. this bit final as showdown is it's ramping up like this, yeah it gets ridiculous but it is fucking awesome. See, I think you said earlier, friend, about how she she nips down to she go down to the shop, doesn't she? And they got the secret code for for knocking on the door. But yeah, she's yes. sort of all coming back here, like skipping. She's sort of content and happy now. So yeah, yeah. that's all going to be uh, struck down pretty quickly once she goes to walk back upstairs. Yeah. So she she's grabbed and then she does the awesome thing of like, oh, is there a secret like knock? And then it, it pauses for a bit because obviously there isn't. But she's kind of thinking, oh, if I do this weird knock, then it's going to like throw it off. And then all the guys there, are there. There is a secret knock. She just tells them the wrong one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So she she's like busy throwing them off for the knock. I think that could have been established earlier in the film, maybe, because it's literally like two minutes before. Don't forget yeah, about that. Like, secret knock us this. Later, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah because I didn't even notice that there was a secret knock. I thought it was that there wasn't one. And she just gave him a, a decoy knock. Yeah, but, I was yeah, thinking I, then I, I was didn't like, even oh, realize. Was there? Yeah. Completely forgot about that one. Um I think it's very minor. Yeah. But the way that that's kind of so it, it the music again here is like ramping up. It's that you know, that same tune that we've had earlier on that's you know the foreboding like shit's gonna go down 
And then you just think he's cornered. You, you know, he's like, how how could the both of them get out of this? Um, I just think it's awesome how, again, it goes back to the beginning where you don't see um, Leon. It's just the officers approaching and him kind of dropping out from the ceiling. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, similar to the um, the opening scene. Yeah. Right? It's from the point of view of the victims, basically. And this time you think, but these guys are more well equipped. So how is he able to do it? But again, it just kind of shows that he's just untouchable to a point. <laughs> Although it is showing earlier on, though, the, the bit that we didn't touch on where he does take a hit on one of his jobs. And it's like the first ever time that, or it's implied yeah. it's like the first ever time that he's ever taken like a damage while while doing a job. And then it, it, it you know, do you think that's suggesting that Matilda's kind of worn him down a little bit, like in his defences and stuff, and he's he's just um, gone a little bit sloppy because he's distracted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I, I think in part he wants to, he just wants to enjoy life, doesn't he? I don't think he necessarily wants to be even maybe a hitman anymore. Mm. And he's just, he's just, you know, he's, he's got more to more to live for now than he's than the, the four walls. Yeah. Oh yeah. So by showing, because when he's in the shower and it's, you can see the wound and stuff, and you're just thinking, shit. He's like, he's realizing there, isn't he? That, yeah, like you said, he's got more to live for, so he's gonna have to yeah. take it, be more careful. Yeah. But I, I love this scene when the guys enter, and then he drops down, takes those out, and then you see the bullets coming through the door again. That's reminiscent of the the shutter at the beginning, um, with like all the glass smashing and stuff, and the main guy waiting. So that. The larger guy on the, you know, with the ooze in the beginning is replaced now with the SWAT guy that's looking and thinking, oh shit, we've just lost like another another squad. Um, And then like something happens and it results in like Leon being able to approach and sneak up on the guy that's going to take a look because they're all like nervous and cowering around the corner. And the, the main guy in charge is like, you go take a look. And he's just like, shit, I need to like delegate that job to somebody else just in case. And then turns around and then doesn't he say like he's here? And again, it just reminds me of when he's um, point blank looking at the guard downstairs and he's saying, oh, there's somebody here and he's serious. Just <laughs> It's just got that same, like we, we come full circle. And he's yeah. like using those same like tactics that he'd, he'd used at the beginning. But this time yeah, he's saving somebody rather than like going for a hit. Yeah. Is it, have we had the famous line yet from Gary Oldman? Yeah. No, it, yeah, shit kicks off. <laughs> yeah, shit kicks off, and then it and then it cuts to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Apparently, he said that as a he did that take as a joke to try and make the director laugh. Yeah, then, I read read the, the same one. Best song just like <laughs> he said. He said take, and then that one made it into the film. <laughs> oh, because he he nodded. I read that he nodded to the sound guy to take his headphones down or something oh, yeah. because he was going to go like full volume. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I'd, I know. I know you said it was too over the top, Sam, for you. But I, I still love how all the cops start arriving, and it, it creates like a feeling of like epicness, like that flat's like the center of the world at that point. Even though it literally is, there was just kind of like four walls. Mm. I don't know. But they just also that... don't do anything. All those cops, besides like rolling up with an M sixteen and shield and blowing like the apartment to shreds, like. 90% of them never get involved in the fight. 
Yeah, I know. It's, it's just it, raising the stakes, though. It's yeah, just like, it's, it's just a highlight how the stakes how... are getting higher, and you're like, you're like, oh no, but I want none of that. What's going to be briefed on uh, what Leon looks like either for once he gets dragged out and yeah, get, yeah. gets treated by him. It's like, it's yeah. the, uh, well, you are presuming like maybe the first people that go up are kind of marker up cops. That's all the ones that arrive, and they're just kind of. I mean, some of them yeah. are police, so they won't yeah. be involved at all. They're just like local law enforcement, and then. Yeah. yeah, they'd have to draft the load back in once, uh, once it all kicks off. Yeah. But um, he's taking that fire axe to the wall to get Matilda out. This is sort of their, their goodbye scene. Oh, yeah. So they've, they've used the um, their guard as the shield, haven't they, to get back to the door and then to leave them outside, fire off a few shots, thinking they've executed him. But then there's this, like, it's great because he's, he shot the, um, you know, it, it, he shot it so it's the water sprinkler, so it's like obscuring the vision. Um, and they all open fire, but the guy at the door is still got his arms oh, up. Yeah, they just waste. They just waste it. Yeah. yeah, that's all cool. But I just the thing that bugged me about that particular scene was just that his arms are just remain up rather than it's just weird. <laughs> like he's he's just hinged or, or positioned um, and, and bounded to the wall in that way. But still enjoyed the scene, though. But it's just a minor minor gripe there. And then, yeah, that's when he, um, that's where I think Natalie Portman's acting in this particular bit where she's like shit scared, drops behind that table and he flips it over and you can just, there's just something about like it feeling genuine, like the way that she comes across, like she's obviously ridiculously scared, upset, crying, it just all, I think normally from a child actor in a film, from when I've watched other stuff, it just never feels real. And I think her acting in that particular scene and throughout the film, wherever she's crying and stuff, it's just like, just like spot on. Like you can genuinely believe yeah. the situation. Yeah, I mean, fair child actor, she's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Compared to There'd that. be plenty of adult actors that don't yeah. pull that off like she did. Yeah. <laughs> like that scene would have just been completely let down had she not been able to like pull that off. Um, but yeah, I just thought when she cowers in the corner, table flips and he starts shooting the wall to try and, um, yeah, kind of disable that a little bit and then uh, going with the axe to uh, find a way for her to like smuggle out and stuff. I was just like, ah, oh, this it's that's awesome. And then we yeah, build up for then you get, the grenade. Well, then you get you get Leon telling him like he wants to live. He's going to meet her at Tony's and he's just giving her all this. Yeah. yeah. He has got a plan. Don't worry. Just go. Yeah. And that's it. That's just the stakes going up and up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they're, then they're, they're firing the grenade launcher. In. Yeah. Just Not that. particularly sure that's standard police issue, but no. <laughs> I don't care because it just creates an awesome action scene. <laughs> it's, just... it's, it's, it's like everything. I just throw everything we can at that room. Although yeah. I'm sure that's when they fire it, and then um, Gary Oldman downstairs is like, "What's going off up there?" Like he's not approved that. Not that he would have anything to do with it because he's not military. But um, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. yeah, he's not properly turned up yet. I don't think has he? Because he only sort of he's, he's downstairs. He he? One, yeah, once uh, once Leon makes it downstairs in the gas mask, that's when he sort of yeah he, he sees him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's... that's when he starts going up because they're, they're clearing the room at that point, aren't they? They're like, um, they've like moved into the flat fully. Yeah. And take his character out, who's now in the guise of one of the SWAT team members. Yes. 
so good. Yeah, I love the bit where they, they take him down the stairs and you see all the people lined up on the stairs. Yeah, I really like that scene. And then uh, the way that he's almost well, like slap him on the back, like yeah, like oh, you're, you're a hero <laughs> for for going in, and yeah. putting your life on the line and surviving. Like, and then almost because well, I'm assuming that at this point they're like they're not sure either if he's dead or not. Um, but yeah, when he makes it downstairs and he's got to take the mask off and he's looking and thinking, oh, you know, these officers won't recognise him, so it's all good. But then once he's treated or whatever he's done, he's like, oh, I'm putting the mask back on, but it's too late because Gary Oldman's character's already seen him and identified him. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he disappears. So it, I thought it was weird that Gary Oldman just kind of lets, rather than just approaching him right there and then, letting him continue. You think it's because he wants to kill him? Oh, yeah. That my thought would be that rather than he wants like, to do he it. couldn't just shoot him there without getting you know because all those you presuming all those cops aren't corrupt yeah so it'd be take be out a gun and shoot her. yeah so I think he like he like clears everyone out on purpose yeah it's it's after that scene I think at that point you're like oh but he could just arrest him but it's like he has no intention yeah. of doing that and then it's, oh, yeah, it's did, highlighted it's yeah it's highlighted in the next one where clearing out and you're like oh hang on a minute he's clearing a route for him and a path to get out. And then he's going to hide behind another door. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then I'll always the remember. The scene's good. It's really good. I think. I think if if that was the end of the film right there, with um, with Gary Oldman coming up behind him, not even showing that he gets shot, cutting to the next bit where Leon's laid on the floor. Um. Yeah, I really like that bit of the ending. I thought that was good. I love again. We we go full circle to the ring trick. And him, Gary Oldman, kind of like, you know, oh, this is from Matilda. And it's just like, oh, man. If you'd not seen it earlier in the film, it might have been a bit weird. But it's the fact that they kind of retouch on the points raised earlier on that I really like. And especially the way that, like, how methodical it is. And um, the fact that you've already... It's just the fact that you've established it in a previous scene and it returns to it to, to nod to that. Like, as an audience, you've seen it. This is what he does. And it's an awesome finish to like his character and getting one over on Gary Oldman. Yeah, I lo- uh, I really like as well. I, slightly off topic, but I love the. Um, I'll always remember the the camera shot of where where it's in first person. Ah, oh, and the flash. You don't see him getting shot, but yeah, you see you see yeah. no sound. You see the flash of the, the muzzle flash, and you see the camera fall. Yeah, in like um, mm-hmm. in like first person. I'll, Always remember that. Always remember that shot from there. Is that you've seen it Watching so much in the rest of the film? People getting shot and loads of blood splatter and stuff. But yeah, for it to be done this way for him just feels like you. It's almost like oh, you've yeah. come all this way on the journey with Leon, and you are, the, yeah. you know, you're in his head when he gets shot, and you're going through that with him. And it's just yeah. like ah, oh, that's awesome because the next cut is just him laying there, and you can see that you know there's all this blood and guts and stuff behind him, but. Yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah, was a you cool. Could see how, you could see how close he was to getting out, freedom, and yes, and life, and yeah, just really, really, really well done. There was two scenes. So Matilda, when the door, when Leon opens the door to Matilda, there's almost like that overexposure of light because she's like, oh, she's been accepted into his house, which has saved her. Then there's a similar cut where you're looking at Leon's face as he's exiting, or you think he's going to exit, but you know something's coming. Um, it's, it's almost like a similar shot. He, he walks towards the light, if you like, um, of the street, 
and it's it's just shot in a very similar way. Like it's kind of you just see it exposed, and his eyes are kind of adjusting, um, and then that's when it switches to first person. But love that scene. And then the obviously pulling the pin, and then Gary Oldman only just getting the line shit, and then boom, yeah. <laughs> then it just spilling out onto the street. Quality. I've got a right random side note, but I don't know why. Um, I think it's because when Matilda, when this scene finishes and you're like, shit, man, all that payoff. What's going to happen to Matilda? And Matilda's gone to see Tony. Um, and I just put, you know, Tony could have just been played by Seagal. He just looks like Seagal in that scene. Steven Seagal. Yeah. Uh... Just, just very, just, I'm <laughs> just watching it thinking, under siege, but... Uh, the guy who plays Tony that just reminds me of one of those guys who always plays mafia people. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't think like of anything every, else. Every cast member from The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the old guy at the back in the with the hat, eyes closed, yeah. asleep. <laughs> at this point, after the after the grenade scene and everything, I was like, "Cool, just cut to credits." But instead, I have to get tortured <laughs> for a few minutes just watching the Tony's have this whole thing where Tony's not going to look after her, blah blah blah. And then I should then have to watch a good at school. Oh. Well, you need to know our characters, all right. You need to know our characters. See, right. and what I like with the you know what they've done here is is kind of setting up that like she's going to school and doing what Leon said. So she's she's planting the the indoor plant outside, which will die soon. Because... I don't know. It depends. I mean, in in New York, yeah, it'll die when it when it gets to winter, it'll die. But in summer, it'll be all right. Plant. <laughs> it looks like it's you know warm enough. Um, but I don't know it, when it finished I was just like I want to see the film Matilda I want to see a sequel Natalie Portman's like old enough now so she can do it yeah but Matilda's <laughs> a completely different film you know it's about it's about more comfortable <laughs> than that isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's chocolate cake what about La Matilda would that not be just to separate it from I think there was meant to be one I didn't read too much into it but there were talks of one that was called Matilda. Yeah, he did Nikita, but that was prior to this one. So um Femme Fatale um the Femme Fatale Nikita I think is prior to this one. But yeah, yeah disappointed to see that like he's not I just yeah, I wanted to go back. Do another film. Sam obviously would right. not agree, but well, let, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It scores on the boards. Uh. Let's uh, on, then, let's Sam. start with Ben. We'll go. We'll start with Ben. I I feel like I should come second to last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For balance purposes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this film an eight out of ten. Um, I think it's a very very good action film. Um, I think I think part of that is mainly because you care about the characters so much rather than the necessary necessarily action scenes themselves, because there aren't too many action scenes, really. The only two big ones are really the, the opening and the, the ending scene. But I really love the, the ending action sequence. And, and just you caring about the characters and knowing the stakes. I think yeah, is what elevates... I think, I think what elevates it to like a great action film reminds me a bit in the sense of like Terminator 2 in that sense. Mm. It's, it's all about you caring about the characters and that relationship between the two main characters. Cool. 
Uh, um, I think Gary Oldman's amazing. Oh, yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, it'd be a seven for me. I think it probably does change if you have, if you did watch it at the time or not long after. I think that would make a bit of a difference because, yeah, just those bits that don't stand up now and do seem weird in, in what they are. Um, yeah, it does detract and distract a little bit from it. But I think, yeah, they are three great performances from the three leads. Um, yeah, to say that she's 12 is and doing a performance like that is very good. Um, yeah, I did enjoy the action scenes, but yeah, just just those weirdness bits that they stick out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, cool. I, I'll just add on as well. I think I think that director's cut is too long. Mm. Yeah, particularly yeah, for an action film. Things. I think action films, I think, really benefit from a, a shorter runtime. Yeah, no, no. I'd be yeah, interested to go two, back and two, see two what slightly plus way. hours too long. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I would like to start by saying there's probably three reasons why my score is what it is. One, <laughs> I'd never seen it before. Two, I knew that it was generally a very popular light film that people generally look fondly on, which made me have high expectations. Mm-hmm. And three. It is absolutely creepy as fuck all the way through. <laughs> I think it's more uh, would... into like a cult fan favorite. Yeah, I film. Yeah, but like yeah, but, but that's but isn't that true for isn't, well isn't, too. Yeah, but... but isn't that isn't that true for a lot of the old films that we discuss? They're not always critically acclaimed, are they? The more more cult films, but yeah. I would, I would say, having this watching this first time, and I think you see it through nostalgia glasses, Ben. I did not get any feelings for the characters and did not care at all, which is why <laughs> I found it hard to be invested. But Gary Oldman's good in it. Action scenes are fairly decent, but just not for me. Five out of ten. That's fair enough. So it, it's a nine. Nine out of ten for me. It, it, it'll just always. I know there's there's weird bits in it, but it's it, the they are weird. The the weird quirks of the film, um, some of which I think because I like it so much, I can actually look back on it and think. I personally, because I like so much of it, I can almost just let those bits go um, and accept that like it has its flaws. Um. Because I, I'll just always have fond memories, not just watching the film, but like everything else, like the whole, in order for me to watch it back in the day, you guys wouldn't have been born, but, you know, I had to walk to Blockbusters and, um, you know, there were no, I, I didn't digitally rent it like you guys do everything. You know, I, I had to physically go out there without a review. Also, I just add because that would require also going outside, buying a I magazine. <laughs> I know you ruined with dinosaurs, but <laughs> do not underestimate how much I am at my blockbuster video card. I would, easy, <laughs> I, I would, e- I would even, I, I would even kidding. throw in this. How about this? When I went on holiday to America, uh, a very young age of like I don't know, fourteen or something, <laughs> I went to the blockbuster in America. Holy but shit! But Region One DVDs that were on offer there <laughs> that didn't even work on a UK DVD player, 
and had to buy a special DVD player for them DVDs. <laughs> and and we're talking back in the day when DVD players were like fridge costs. You know what I'm saying? Family had to do some extra work to get me that DVD player to watch the blockbuster X rentals from America. Anyway, we digress. Well, it's a fun fact. So, um, but yeah, it, it for me it, that this film just is is that whole um, yeah process and and memory. Um, plus, I also like I love the action, um, even though it's kind of like a few and far between. It's just I just like the way that it's where it's shot, the way that it's um, all kind of like placed together with the characters. Gary Oldman, obviously. Um, is incredible, and then Natalie Portman as a as a child actor, it's got to be like one of the best performances that I can think of. Even when I think of like Sixth Sense and stuff Black like Swan. that. What? What? <laughs> I was chucking in another performance. <laughs> I was chucking in another Natalie po- Natalie Portman performance. You know, comparing Leon to Black Swan, and you're like, which one is better? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking child actors, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah, Portman, Renault, and um, Gary Oldman as as the leads. You said it, Ben. Uh, Dan, even quality. All of them are like amazing in this film. And also, I think Luke Besson. So like crazy, like vision. I think, um, and it's seen in a few of, of his other films um, that followed this. But then, then it just kind of went off off the rails. I think so. It's one of my favorite Luke Besson films. Apart from like Fifth Element, so nine out of oh, ten. Fifth Elements, Fifth Element is more my jam. We should definitely talk about Fifth Element. Fifth Element's quality. Um, Nikita's pretty good, but not as good as I don't think it's as good as Leon. And then I can't remember anything else. I think he's done some weird. Harry Elements and Fifth Element as well, isn't it? But oh yeah. yeah, 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 bad guy. Yeah, he actually he made this film in like the pre-production uh, Fifth Element. He made it like super fast because I think Bruce Willis had a scheduling conflict. So I don't know if they, I think they might have started filming Fifth Element already, and then he had to. He made this in between. Yeah, because it was two years. Fifth Element came out two years after. Yeah, I can't remember what else he's done, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, do, I definitely no, that's um, that's fair look enough. Look fondly on it. Enough. No, no, that, that is fair enough, and. Uh... You know, I, I could imagine even if you're watching Fifth Element for the first time now, that would seem very strange. But um, I saw that millions of times growing up and just have nothing but fun memories of that. But, mm. yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but I am excited for the next film. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, Ben's, it's Ben's pick. Ben, what did you pick? I picked uh, The Warriors. That's yeah. right. The absolute classic. And for those people who've made it through this Leon episode, here's a little bonus for you. Warriors! <laughs> Prepare for that impression. Wait for someone to do it. Nice. Can I contest that? I've not seen it. What? You've not seen You're Warriors? What? Oh, you are in such a... What a bunch of wimps. You are absolutely <laughs> in for such a treat. I don't remember anything of it, though, so it'll be like first time watching it. Can it's, you dig it? I've got all of them, all the impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. I think there'll be some all. elements that I'm aware of in like pop culture that will probably make <laughs> more sense once I uh, once I watch it. But no, might have spoiled it if you're done. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe. 
Well, Dan, you've been in the street gang, so I think <laughs> you'll relate to it a lot. Yeah, I think it'll feel very autobiographical. So, yeah, <laughs> see, see what flashbacks I get, what what it triggers. Epic. We're going to get matching leather jackets like they do, with sleeves cut off, and we're going to have films with Migos on back. I can picture it now. <laughs> Let's get those yeah. <laughs> printed now. All right, yeah, so that, that concludes it. Leon, um, obviously, yeah, you guys are welcome. I know it was a great pick. It's cool. It, it, it was. We like we like interesting and we like new experiences. For well, I, I got a new experience, so you can't cool. knock it. Um, so yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Next week, uh, the Warriors. The week after, we were revealed on the next episode. So, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Right. Well, that's a goodbye from me. See you next time. Throw off at me. Adios. <laughs>